Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Thank you for tuning in to Dead in Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to this weekly podcast. Uh, you can find it just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. Uh, so there's a plethora of ways to keep up with us. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Uh, at Dead End Sports and check out our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports. As I mentioned, this is the place where sports opinions collide. Uh, this is the best couple of hours of your sports week. So make sure that you not only listen to us, but pass word. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, of course, I will not be doing this podcast alone. Joining me will be my compadres, uh, my boy BZ430. BZ, what up, though? What's going on, brother Kyle? What's chilling, up, chilling, man. What's cracking? Chilling, man. Up here, uh, I'm actually creating my survey for my next classic album review for the month of February. So, okay. Other than that, I'm locked in. I'm ready for some sports. And my man Ken, Ken, what's going on, man? Disappointed by the Steelers this weekend, but we'll get into all that. <laughs> I'll listen to everybody gush over uh, Tom Brady, so I'm gonna have to deal with that for two weeks. Definitely. And my man, FIFO. FIFO, what's going on, man? Yo, what it do? Last week, we had the NFL playoffs, uh, the NFL championship round, if you will, uh, the AFC championship game, as well as the NFC championship game. Uh, first over in the AFC, the New England Patriots playing at home, take down the Pittsburgh Steelers 36-17. to uh, The game probably wasn't as close as the score indicated. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously rolling into after defeating the Kansas City Chiefs the previous week. Um, so let's start right there, man, with Pittsburgh. Uh, at the time of this recording, there was a bombshell somewhat, if you will, dropped earlier this afternoon that uh, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is contemplating retirement. Um, so, BZ, I'll start first with that. Start, start first right there with you. Um, what do you think about the notion of Ben Roethlisberger possibly retiring? Hey man, uh, football is a rough sport. You know he's he's been at it for what? What's this? Is fourteen years now? Fourteen, thirteen? Right. Yeah, man. You know, been been through some injuries and and his body's been wearing and tearing. He's not one of those QBs that sit pretty that try to not get hit. He he takes on the punishment and he welcomes it as well. And after a while, you know, after all these over a decade of playing NFL like that, man, them big boys, hey. I guess dude is starting to really think, think, you know, sometimes when you get to a certain point in your career, you know, you start thinking about the, the, the wear and tear of an actual NFL season. You know, you're not really thinking about it at the age of 23, 24, you know, you happy to be in there making lots of money. Da, 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 da. But as you get older and you start thinking, you, you sometimes after the end of the season, you're like, man, do I really want to go through training camp again? Do I really want to go through all this? Do I really want to go through, you know, it's like weekend, week out, weekend, week out. Sometimes after a while, man, that takes a toll on the person, man. And and I think Big Ben is really starting to, you know, he's starting to think about that and in process. Do he want to go through another year of, you know, practicing, training camp, you know, XYZ, whatever, 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 all that. Like the 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 stream stress that you put your body through when you're going through a, a NFL professional football season. So I mean, you know, it's when I looked and saw how long he was playing, I'm like, well, okay, that's not surprising. I think it would have, it would, I think it's, of course, it's, it's, it's news because it's, it's Big Ben. It's a popular, a well known QB, one of, one of mm -hmm. the, 
one of the greats that we've probably seen in the last, you know, he's got to be listed up there as the top QBs we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years, you know? Mm. So, yeah, of course, that's the story. If this was, this would really be huge if he was like in this fifth year in or something like that. And you'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. But I don't play football, so I can't really speak on that matter of how it would go. But I can imagine just as in someone who plays, you know, sport plays in the full season, including playoffs and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, that, that's more interesting. And at this age, you start to think about this now, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, I, it's not surprising. That, you know, it's yeah, it was good news, but it wasn't surprising at all. And, you know, be the, the second part of my question, uh, what what do you think's next for Pittsburgh? I mean, obviously, they, they were a team that was – uh, considered to be one of the most dangerous teams coming into the playoffs. And obviously the season did not end the way that they wanted to. Uh, you know, there was, you know, the whole, <laughs> I don't even want to get into the whole Facebook live thing with Antonio Brown. What do you think's next for Pittsburgh? Uh, well, if, if Ben is generous enough to let the organization know that he's hanging up the cleats, then, you know, of course, going into this offseason, you have to look at a QB. You got to you got to kind of it's almost like a start from scratch, even though it's only one person. I, I mean, I doubt they'll try to trade off Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell to free up money or whatever, whatever. They're going to keep those guys. But you definitely have to look at a QB going forward, you know, or if, if even if Ben decides to come back this year, you still have to go into the season thinking, Yo, we got to get a, a QB, whether it's a free agent or we have to get someone to draft to kind of help. So Ben can kind of groom him before he hangs it up, just in case if Ben plays another year or possibly two more years. Because I think Ben got two years if he wanted to. But, yeah, I think at this point, what's, what's looking ahead for uh, Pittsburgh, you have to look at a QB now. You, if for, for that to be thrown out there, you have to think about it. Like, you have to be like, okay, we got to start looking at the future and try to get someone else that can – run this team after after Big Ben, you know, decides to hang it up. Because everyone else is pretty young as far as they star guys, you know. So look at your QB. Look at a future QB. He's not a quarterback that just sits pretty in that pocket, man. He's going to shrug off big guys. He's going to hold on to the ball. It's not like he's out here running around a la Michael Vick, Colin Kaepernick, or some other type of mobile quarterbacks. But, you know, he's big himself. So it's like he'll wait there and be like, yo, you're too small, DB. Get off me. Oh, linebacker. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm, get off me. And then he'll pump fake three times and then throw a bomb, you know. But I think the thing, the reason I think is a little bit of the timing because they the way that they lost, especially in the two playoff games, not scoring touchdowns, and mm -hmm. then on top of all of that, this is by far the most dynamic team he's had. So even though he's up there in age, I, I think this is one of the better offensive teams that he's ever played on. So I, I think it's a little, you know, like, damn, really, Ben? But again, you can understand with the age, the the, the the wear and tear that's just natural of a football player. And I think what the Steelers have to do, I think that you have to plan like Ben is going to be here next year. He's a tough guy. I don't see him walking away already, especially the way they lost. That'll leave a sour taste in your mouth. I can't see Big Ben going out that way. But I think what he did was give the, the organization a hint. Hey, y'all better drop a quarterback. Right. You know, maybe not in the first round, but y'all need to get my replacement pretty soon because I'm not going to be here too much longer. So I think that was good. Um, what Pittsburgh does in the future, I don't know. You know, it, it, it just it just depends. Depends on on how urgent they think getting a quarterback will be, you know, because obviously there's going to be a couple quarterbacks here that, that may fall, you know, into deep late rounds like Deshaun Watson. Is that somebody that's going to be on their big board? Are they going to target him? Is he a first round pick? Is he a second round pick? Uh, you know, I think that's going to be the, the interesting thing. Where do they take a quarterback? Um, because I think that they could definitely improve on that O-line a little bit and they could definitely improve all over the defense. I think that defense is bend but don't break but they're not great and I think they need to get back to being great especially if you're not going to have Ben in the foreseeable future so I definitely think they need to take a quarterback in the first three rounds um think about O-line and also think about that defense he, he's emotional man <laughs> you know he, he just got smacked up and down the field by, by the Patriots and there's a lot going on within that organization and I'm not really talking internally, but I think externally the pressure people are putting on them, uh, talking about, you know, their 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 antics. The Facebook Live thing wasn't a good look. 
Um, we talked about that. Um, some of the, the mistakes that they made, the way the defense played. There's a lot of things that's going on with Big Ben right now. And I think when he's looking towards the future, he's asking himself, really, like, is it worth it? You know, do we have a legit shot at winning the Super Bowl in the next two to three years? Because that's probably all I have left. You know, just like BFIFO said, he's, he's a, he plays physical. And that's really the only way he knows how to play um, that we've seen so far. So when he's assessing this team now and what they could be next year and having to go through all of that next year, it's a lot. So I think right now he's going to have a talk with Tomlin and they're going to figure it out. I don't think it's anything like what Colin is making it out to be or what people are making it out to be that he's taking a shot at the organization. I disagree with that completely. I think he's just emotional after a, a loss and he desperately wanted to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I tweeted it out today. I mean, like, he, he he's Carl Thomas. You know, he, he's emotional right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think anytime, anytime you get players that talk about retirement, and it's not to to take away from what they're saying. But I think anytime you get players talking about retirement, as soon as they just finish playing a game or within, you know, 48 hours, a week or so, the the wound is still fresh. You know, it's, it's still healing. And, and, you know, it's the, the harsh reality from the playoffs in the NFL is that every team that enters the playoff, only one team is going to end, end the season happy. Only one, you know, so there, there's got to be a loser. Um, and I, you know, if we look at it and we're honest with ourselves, Ben, Ben, not only did not bid, did Ben not play well against the Patriots, he didn't look that well. He didn't look that good against the Chiefs. Um, he looked okay against the Dolphins, I guess, but um, nonetheless, you know, he hasn't played well. And he, you know, looking at his statistics, they're about on course for where he's been. But at the same time, you know, he, he, maybe he sees himself as slowing down. So, you know, even though I think he's emotional about it, I I don't think we can necessarily dismiss it because we've seen guys, you know, the Calvin Johnsons of the world, you know, walk away from the game. You know, Patrick Willis's guys who weren't necessarily injured walk away from the game at their peak where they, you know, were clearly in their prime. And you can make a case and say, well, okay, well, Ben is probably on the downside of his prime, but he's still, you know, a top ten, top five quarterback. Um, that being said, I I I don't think I think he'll be back. I don't think that that, and much like FIFA, I think what he's saying is, at the very least, he's putting this team on notice to say, "Hey, look, I ain't gonna be here," you know. And so now, you know, you have to ask yourself: Is Landry Jones the answer, or do you need to go out and get a veteran? <laughs> Ken says no. Uh, you have to ask yourself: Is Landry Jones the answer? Do you have to go get a veteran quarterback? Um, well, time, I guess we'll see in, in due time. But I, I think give Ben a couple of months. Let him have some vacation time, some downtime with his family. Uh, and then, you know, ask him in April, you know, before the draft. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's a great time to let your team know, like, hey, I'm not coming back. Don't wait until training camp and say, well, no, I'm done. You know, because Pittsburgh, they're going to, and I'm pretty sure, he, he'll he sit down with the brass in the front office and Mike Tomlin and he'll, he'll let them know. Um, and, you know, they didn't have the kind of season that they wanted, but I think, you know, they – if they look at it, what's next for them? I think with that defense, you know, they they have some young players. That now they're going to have to figure out some things with some some of the aging players. But they've got a lot of young players in key positions, um, and they may get Bryant. We're we're assuming that they're going to get Bryant back as a receiver. Remember, he was suspended uh, for drugs uh, for the entire season, so they didn't even have him. So now you're going to put another uh, threat on the outside. So I. Personally, I, I think Ben will be back, but you know how many? I agree with B. He's probably, you know, maybe two years at the most, maybe three years before shutting it because he's thirty-six, I think. So thirty-five, Ooh, thirty-six. I don't know. So he's, he, yeah, so he he's at that age where you start, you know, start thinking about shutting it down. Uh, unlike his counterpart on the other side who beat him, Tom Brady, who plans to play until he's fifty, I think. You, um, you know what's interesting about like. I think Big Ben and and just I guess our realization, at least for me, that he's that old is that he he's still performing at such a high level. It doesn't really seem to like impact him. 
But he, like you said, Kyle, he he is at that point. Now that you mentioned right. his age and his kind of hitting me, yeah, he's at that point where he is on his way downhill. We didn't see mm-hmm. it. Well, we and we don't know if I think Chris Carter said this. It could have been the injury that he suffered in Miami that mm-hmm. impacted his performance in the the last two games. Um, we don't know, and we we probably won't ever know. But for me, when I look at the future of the Steelers, there are a lot of things that they need to do. But we know that they've been rebuilding this defense, and that's where they need to focus in the offseason. I think I think you're right, and and that's what they're going to have to do. And, and the Steelers, they're not a team. You know, history has shown that they're not a team that's just going to stand pat. They're going to be very proactive. And I think, like you said, part of it is going to have to do with what Ben tells them as far as his intentions. But even if he does not have any, even if he does have intentions on coming back, uh, you know, don't be surprised to see them. You know, try to move up in the draft, or if you know, if, if they deem where they need to find a quarterback, that they will do such. As such a thing. Um, now, moving over to the NFC, the team that lost in the NFC championship game of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, obviously, you know, great season, 10 and 6. This team went on, and everybody knows about the eight game winning streak that they went on. Um, Aaron Rodgers was very reflective, and, you know, people felt like he, you know, subtly took a shot at uh, their GM when he said that at his post game press conference, when he was talking about not rebuilding but reloading, saying that. You know, that the Packers needed to, you know, go out and get some free agents, which traditionally the Packers do not do. They don't do the free agency game. Ted Thompson, the GM, is more of of the mindset of building guys through the draft. Um, So, FIFA, I'll start there with you, man. What do you think is next for the Packers? Um, Exactly that. There's no need. Look, when you have a franchise quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, there's no need to rebuild. You just need to retool. You need to reload. You need to get deeper and you need to be able to protect him a little bit better. Right. And <clears throat> that's all they need to do, man. They, just, they Aaron Rodgers needs weapons. He needs more than just Jordy Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who, 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 who's like, uh, what is it? Cobb? Uh, yep, Randall Cobb. Cobb. Randall like, Cobb. Like Randall Cobb's nice, but he should be your third or fourth or fifth wide receiver on the squad. He should be the the special play guy, wildcat guy. You know, the guy that when you don't account for, he's the one that's gonna hurt you. But when you account for him, you could take him out of the game. You know, they they they, they just need more weapons. Obviously, they need a running back. They mm-hmm. haven't had a running game realistically since uh, Aaron Rodgers has been Aaron Rodgers since he's been the bad man. He has not really had a true running game to balance that out. They need that. They need to get deeper on defense. Obviously, the last two years especially, they've gotten decimated on defense. So mm-hmm. that means that they need to draft defense. They need to draft defense. They need to bring in some big some big names, especially on offense. But, um, but no, nah, it, it was no dig. It, it, it was your franchise guy telling you exactly what you should already know. And if you don't know that, then there's a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That That is a great point. Um, Ken, what about you, man? When you look at this Packers team, man, what, what do you think is next for them as they move forward into 2017? Uh, depth. They, they need to uh, stay healthy, but like people said, they haven't. So Mm -hmm. you have to be prepared for that. And I think we're going to start seeing something in the NFL, man, where you you will start, you will start to see teams have depth across all positions or at least the real important positions, guys that can legit start on other teams because Mm -hmm. at any given moment, guys can go down. And if you lose that starter and if you don't have a capable backup that's you know, if you got a, an A starter, you need somebody that's at least a B. <laughs> Maybe right. a B minus you can survive. You can't go down to C and D because it's over. And Gunter was clearly a D, probably mm-hmm. an F, because he couldn't cover anybody <laughs> the whole playoffs. For fantasy football purposes, I hate it. But for <laughs> football purposes, it totally makes sense to have two running backs that can that can basically share the load. They have to get defense, man. I mean, it's 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 only you could. This is a prime example that it shows that you can only go so long, you know, without having a defense with a superb QB like Aaron Rodgers. Because I mean, let's let's face it, Aaron Rodgers is not playing on that defensive side of the ball. 
So he can only take you. He can only take you as far as they can go, man. But they need defense. Just focus on defense. I think that's that's what they should work on this offseason. Just get nothing but defense. You could probably plug in, like like Ken said, get some little bit more depth on the offensive side of the ball. You know, of course, just injuries. We don't know if if Jordy Nelson can can withstand the whole sixteen game regular season now. Um, but yeah, you definitely. Have, I mean, you cannot. You would be a fool not to address defensive issues going into this uh, off season, man. So I, I think that would be the only. That's the only. Thing that matters, they need to they need to find a way to stop the ball because you know Green Bay can score. They just got this, and you know they have to stop the ball and just get a little bit more depth on that running back and wide right receiver depth chart. And other than that, they they good. I think they could, I think they can make it happen. I mean, as long as Aaron Rodgers is under center, man, I think they use they always gonna have a shot. And it's not like they in a super strong division as well, right? You know, so hey, they they still got a chance. Yeah, I, th- I think like like you said, man. As long as you have great quarterback play, I think you you're at the very least, you know, you you'll be in the mix. I mean, let's just keep it real. I mean, they were four and six. They go on this eight game winning streak, and you know, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> he said we're gonna run the table. Uh, much to the chagrin of our boy B here, who is a Detroit Lions fan. Um, you know, they ran the division. They ran they ran the table, won the division, and you know, they're in the playoffs and they get a home game against the Giants. They beat the Giants. They go into Dallas. Uh, be the number one seed, the Cowboys. Um, no, not not anything to to be ashamed of, but you know, at at some point, the injuries do catch up. So I agree with you guys. I think you you got to get depth. I mean, you know, because they were at one point they were just running guys out there. You didn't know who was, you know, they they were really really banged up on the offensive line, and I think a couple of offensive linemen went down during the game, um, and that makes it that much tougher, particularly if you don't have any offensive line help. So. Um, but, but, you know, I, I don't think it's all over and said and done for Green Bay. I think, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback that's in his prime. Um, you know, he needs, he wants them to go the free agent route. Um, I don't know if they will, but I think when Aaron Rodgers asks for something like that, if particularly if he does it publicly in the way that he did, um, I think you got it at the very least listen. You know, I mean, you know, star players, you know, when they I'm not saying that he needs to pick out who they go after. But, you know, this is your star. Like you want to consult with him and say, hey, what do you think? we? You know, even if you don't necessarily get everything that he asked for, I think at the very least you should listen to what he has to say. Um, and I think Green Bay will be better off in, in that aspect. You are listening to the Dead End Sports Podcast. Thank you for checking us out. My name is 12 Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, Beezy, Ken, and FIFO. We ask that you not just listen to us, but make sure that you pass the word. That's very important. Uh, you can subscribe uh, to, our, to our channel on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, like I said, plenty of ways to get this message, and we drop this podcast each and every week. Uh, today we're talking about NFL as well as the NBA. Um, now, speaking of the NFL, let's go back to the AFC, man, the New England Patriots. Now, of course, we know who's in the Super Bowl. The New England Patriots will be facing the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we will do our predictions and break down uh, these two teams uh, on next week's podcast. But um, just, I guess, let's start right there. B, um, just give me your thoughts on, on, on what you saw this past Sunday from New England and how they performed and, and you know, how they've played pretty much all season. Um, I don't know. New England, they just been blessed to be in a mediocre division for like the last, what, decade, 15 Talk years? Talk about it, B. I mean, because, Facts. <laughs> because you know, besides what's the, the two years when the Jets went to the AFC Championship game, uh, you know when Rex Ryan, when their defense, when they had uh Bark Scott and 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 uh Revis Island and them. Other than that, the AFC East has been pretty mediocre, man. I mean, you know, and it's not the Patriots' fault. And then just look at them this season. Look at all the QBs and the teams that they faced this year, who they defeated. And this is like, are we really? I mean, you know, I mean, Patriots had some good tough schedules in previous years, but like, are we really going to look at them and be like, oh? Patriots, they for real. They the real deal. I don't know, man. I, I can't really give them that props this year just because based off their schedule and who they play and, 
they haven't really played no one tough, man. I, I, and I think this Atlanta Falcons, not to go off into the Super Bowl, but I just think there's going to be a different a different animal when they face this Atlanta Falcons. And let's be real here. Their defense, they're not really – the reason why they look like they can shut people down is because they haven't really played nobody. You went against Brock Osweiler, dude. Like, you went against Houston's uh, QB. If Houston would have had, like, Blake Bortles or Derek Carr – Man, Houston, they already showed the blueprint what to do to beat um to uh to with to um to get with the Patriots. So if I'm the Falcons, you better look at that uh that tape for that game because Brock is the reason why they lost that game. Um but yeah, man, I, I think New England's play has just been all right. I mean, you can't say Brady's been amazing because when Brady was out, they went three and one. So it's not like they was 0-4 while Brady was gone and then Brady came back and won, you know, all his twelve games he played. So it, they just it's just they just been they just been blessed to have a weak division. Some e- let's 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 be real now. They had some easy they had a pretty easy schedule. You know Thanks. what I'm saying? Let, let's let's just be real. I'm not trying to. I'm not hating. I'm not. You know. I'm not like the type of person that's gonna hate on teams and all like that. I'm just speaking for what my own eyes have been seeing all football season. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the same thing. Other football fans have seen the same thing. It's not no this conspiracy hate towards the Patriots. I'm just speaking real, and and they just been blessed to be in a weak division, and having an easy schedule this season. So I don't know, man. They, they don't. I'm not like. Uh, I mean, the reason why we I've been picking them is because they've been going against weak QBs and weak opponents, <laughs> and Bill Belichick has been able to outcoach these mediocre coaches. So I mean, that's not nothing to be like looking like. Oh man, they taking out some. Some key, some peak, some key uh, comp- uh, opponents and stuff. Man, they they are beast. All right, no man. We, we we unless they show me something in this Super Bowl, I am I'm no. I I'm not really impressed. I'm not impressed with them this season. I'm I'm a hundred percent with B. You know, I, I I said it on one of our shows before. You know that that they've been playing some down competition. You could probably say Tom Brady is the LeBron of the AFC. That he's not facing anybody, you know, <laughs> to really get to the to the playoff. People are all of a sudden on Brady's coattail even more than they've been in the past because of Deflate Gate. That's what mm-hmm. this feels like to me. And this whole net, like everybody, want to get behind him because they feel like the NFL tried to set him up. And there's evidence to support it. There's also evidence to support that he was com- complicit or knew about what was going on. It just depends on what side you're on. But I think the media jumped all over it when it came out. News and reports started to come out that went counter to what was reported. The media felt stupid, so now they're trying to jump back on his side to to get in favors with, with Tom Brady and the Patriots. That's what it feels like to me, man. Seven Super Bowls, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Can't take mm-hmm. it away, can't knock it. The, you know, the, the Patriots have been balling. They are who they are, and we know that. But um, but this season, yeah, you know, it, it, it was a down year in the AFC. You know what, man? I, <laughs> you know, our, our tag is the place where sports opinions collide, but there's not a lot of colliding going on tonight, man. I'm, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in agreement, agreement, man. I, I think it's. And, and let me let me preface my comment by saying I think that the Patriots, all things considered, when you look at the uh, suspension that Brady had for the first four games of the season, uh, Deflate Gate hanging over them, um, I think that Belichick and his staff are to be commended for, you know, keeping this team together, keeping everything afloat, keeping everybody focused on what it is that they need to do and how they needed to do it. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, you know, you hear guys say all the time, oh, it's hard enough to get a win in, in the NFL. And I think sometimes we as fans take it for granted. Uh, but I mean, 14 and two is 14 and two. Um, with that being said, I think you, you have to be a little bit my, like I'll give you a perfect example. Like uh, I have and pretty sure all of you listening have heard um, this stat that says, you know, that the Patriots have the best scoring defense. Um you know, in the NFL, as far as this past season, uh, yep. they've allowed the fewest amount of points. L- let me take a second just to read to you the teams that they've beaten over this nine game winning streak that they have. Um, the 49ers. And, and as I'm reading these teams out, think about the quarterbacks. Uh, the 49ers, 
the Jets, the Rams. I don't even know who the quarterback is for the Rams. Uh, the Ravens, the great Joe Flacco. Uh, the Broncos, the Jets again, the Dolphins. Then they get to the playoffs and they play uh, the Texans and the Steelers. So now if you look, if you look, if you're listening to those teams that I read off, Think about it. If you get a lead on these teams and you make teams kind of one dimensional so you can your defense can you know peel the ears back and, and play. And, and again, I'm not I'm not crapping on the Patriots, but this goes back to the point that B and both Ken made, you know, of the teams that I listed. I don't think anybody other than I mean, they didn't play a playoff. And this is just over the winning streak. Um, if you want to go back and look at the other teams they played in during the season. Cardinals, Dolphins, Texans, Bills, who they lost to. That was the game before Brady came back. The Browns, Bengals, Steelers, uh, the Bills, and the Seahawks. Now, they also lost to the Seahawks. And Brady played in that game. They lost 31 to 24. Um, so of the teams that I mentioned, I mean, what what quality teams have they played other than the Steelers and the Seahawks? Because I don't see any. I that You know, and – the Broncos, yeah, great defense. They beat the Broncos sixteen to three, but I mean, the Broncos don't have a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, and 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 again, I'm not trying to take anything away from what the Patriots have done. I'm just saying this is what it is. And you know, to their credit, as I mentioned about Dallas earlier in the podcast, uh, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, you know, you can only play who's on your schedule. With that being said, no, this actually speaks to what Beasy and Ken just said. They hadn't played anybody. Now, 14 and 2 is 14 and 2. And then winning winning two playoff games, that says a lot. But, you know, look at how you got here. So your numbers, you know, you only allow 250 points. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the teams that I that I ran off, these teams aren't scoring a lot of points. So, you know, sometimes the numbers and the statistics can be somewhat misleading. Like B said, I, I agree with him. If they come out and they pitch, I'm not. They're not going to pitch a shutout. But if they come out and they shut down this this high power Falcons offense, then I'll take every word that I said back. But up until this point, man, I I mean Brady threw for 3,500 yards in, in 12 games. Uh, Leclerc Blunt rushed for over 1,100 yards. Julian Julian Edelman had 98 catches for over 1,100 yards. So you know they had great individual seasons, but as a team, you know I mean they it's like like I think Ken said it best. It's like LeBron in the East, man. I mean, this is it's it's a layup line. It's a layup line at least to the playoffs. So we'll see. But I mean, you know, I tip my hat to the Patriots. A, a great season, nonetheless. Um, I would have liked to have seen them play play a tougher schedule, but they didn't. But they're here, so that's all that matters. And like I said, we'll break it down. Um, we'll break down the game next week. Uh, let me throw it over to my man FIFO. FIFO. Uh, uh, your thoughts on on the the Patriots' performance uh, this past weekend and 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 this entire season? No, um, it's to be expected. Um, like these guys are the most consistent franchise in the NFL. At, at, at least as long as I've understood football and watched football, the Patriots are the Patriots, man. Like like Bill Belichick is just that guy. You know, uh, he took his franchise quarterback with the last pick in the damn draft, and, and he has become the greatest quarterback to ever play, man. The Patriots, man, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, injuries don't slow him down. As long – like, I can't even say as long as they have Brady because we saw for four games it was two different quarterbacks and did they look that much different. No. Like, I, I – Look, man, they are the model of consistency. But, you know, obviously they've had the easiest run to these Super Bowls, to, to these wins. But, look, you have to win. There's a lot of teams out there with easy schedules that don't win. A lot of teams out there with maybe, you know, at certain points in times, you know, better talent or healthier or whatever, and they mm. just don't win. They have a culture. They know what they are. They have an identity. Or at least Bill Belichick gives them their identity. They 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 never have to figure it out. They they know what they are beginning of the season or if they have to adapt, and, and that's what they do. So, man, look, the, the Patriots, I'm with Ken, man. I just – I can't stand them. I just – I can't because it's – Yeah, you know, when, when, when I when, – just even thinking about the fact that they're about to play their seventh Super Bowl. That's crazy. 
in the NFL it, it's unfathomable. But especially the, if you if you came up in our era, Ken, where the Patriots sucked when we were kids, and and that was the thing I, w- I wanted to say. Like there was a moment in time where I, I rooted for the Patriots when uh, Bledsoe was the quarterback, and wow. they played the Super Bowl. Um, who did they play against, Kyle? I know you know. Uh, what in '85? No, I thought. Wait, was it? Hold on, let me let me backtrack. I, I'm gonna look this up. When Blessaw got injured, Patriots Super Bowl. This was before. That was, I think they which, played in because now Super they, Bowl the, the Patriots 85. first Super the Patriots first Super Bowl was uh, '85. Uh, they played against the vaunted '85 Bears and ended up losing forty-six to ten. And then they played. Then they played Green Bay. I think that's when Brett Favre got his only one when they played Green that's Bay. It. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think that's yep. it. That, yep. That's the yep. one I'm, I'm talking about. Good call, B. Yeah, that's that's the one I remember when I used I used to like the Patriots because uh, I don't think I was that big of a um, a, a, a Green Bay fan, and, and they got and they got uh, they got wallop because I don't think I cared for um, for uh, what's his name like that uh, uh, far far at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, I I used to I used to I used to like the Patriots because wasn't Bill Parcells coaching that team? Yep, sure was. I, and I like Bill Parcells, so Bill Parcells as a coach. So they had him, Drew Bledsoe. Who was that running back? And I think I liked the running back at the time. They had a running back. Was it Corey Dillon back then? They had a running back by committee to no, some degree. Corey no, Dillon. Corey he Dillon. was like because it wasn't Corey Dillon. Maybe it was. Um, Ah, my name, his name slips me. But um, did yeah, they have they, Curtis Martin for a little while? Yeah, that's who it was. That's who it was. Curtis Martin. Yep. Okay, good okay. call, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that time, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I liked them. I was, a, I was a fan. I was, but yeah, man, they had. Oh yeah, uh, Terry Glenn. They had mm-hmm. Terry Glenn. They had Ben Coates. I found it. Yep, you're right. They had Curtis Martin. But what turned me against them? Was and that was in 1996. Damn, <laughs> what turned me against wow. them was um was the oh, Oakland Raiders, could... man. It, it it was it was it was mm-hmm. Fumblegate. Tuck rule. Yeah, the Tuck rule, man. And 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 everybody knew that that was a freaking fumble, but for whatever reason, they said it wasn't because I think they didn't want the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Right. And and they just wanted to put this this good looking. White guy, this great white hope <laughs> in the Super Bowl because he was extremely marketable, and and he hasn't looked back since, man. And and I got to give Brady his props. I, you know, he's look. It's one thing to win one, but to be able to do what they have done throughout this run is incredible. Every single year, man, we're picking the Patriots. It seems mm-hmm. like. It's crazy, dog. Like you said, like you said, man, the model of consistency. That's exactly what they've been. So, and, and I mentioned at the top, we'll we'll talk more X's and O's and break the game down and give our predictions. Um, now let's move over to the the NFC side. Obviously, the, the hometown Falcons, and many of you know, uh, we broadcast live where we live uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so the Falcons, man, go into the Georgia Dome, closing out in the final home game in the Georgia Dome, get it done. Uh, with an impressive victory over the the uh, Green Bay Packers, so I'll start right there with you, FIFO man. What were your thoughts on Atlanta's performance and 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 their their total season? Um, in that performance, look, man, I I, I look, I didn't think the Falcons were going to put up forty points and and and, and <laughs> deliver something like that. Now, look, I didn't want to bet against the bad man Aaron Rodgers. I had them and the Steelers in the Super Bowl. But last week, man, I had to pick the Falcons. I still think the Falcons are going to win it all. Matt Ryan is the MVP. Them boys went out there and showed why they're one of the best offenses of all time. They are extremely balanced. And and they just gave an ass whooping to a defense that was definitely undermanned. um, and, And to a quarterback on the other side that just didn't have enough. You know, Jordy Nelson... Uh, went out there with a military carbon Kevlar uh, uh, rib protection. But, yo, they hit that man once, and you seen him wincing. I knew that wasn't going to last long. And, and, and they, the Falcons did exactly what they needed to do. They went out there. They beat up Aaron Rodgers. It was like, you're not going to beat us. And they went out there offensively and put up the points that they had to put up. Um, and, and I think that is the epitome of what Falcons 
football is. And I think the scary thing is, is that next year they're going to be better. Um, obviously, I think they're going to lose Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator. But if you get somebody like a North Turner or somebody like that, I think they can just mosey on along and, and, just, and just ride this train out offensively. Defensively, we saw them get better ever since week eight. And next year, they're only going to be that much better, obviously, barring injury. So I, I think the Falcons are scary, man. I, I think that they finally built something uh, I think they finally have an identity. And the crazy part is, it's not just the offense, it's also the defense. You rarely see a team that is good on both sides of the ball. And mm. like I said, I think the Falcons are only going to get better. I have them winning the Super Bowl, man. Um, um, Tom Brady, it's cool. Uh, not, not nice appearance, but I don't think that... Look, I'll put it to you like this. If them boys can hit Aaron Rodgers 13 times, <laughs> if they hit Tom Brady three or four times, it's a different game. It's a different mm-hmm. game. And we already know the Falcons are going to put up 30-plus points, man. That's just what they do is what they do. And and, and I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Bill Belichick is going to want to take away. Go ahead and take away uh, Julio Jones. They got Sanu. Go ahead and try to take away the running game. You know, like I just I don't know what Bill Belichick is gonna try to take away because if you try to focus in on everything, that's when they go mess up. But I got the Falcons winning, man. I got the Falcons winning. I don't know by how much, but I just look, man. I, and and I'm the and I'm the prime one that says don't trust a Georgia team. <laughs> this is coming from that guy. I'm happy for the city. I'm happy that we're getting a new uh 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 dome, the, the Mercedes Benz dome. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, I live downtown Atlanta, so trust me, I get to see it on my way to work. Man, look, I'm just happy for the city, man. I'm just happy for the city. Let's let's just bring it home. Um, I think it's been pretty impressive, man, for them being clearly one of. And I think I saw. I think they showed like a stat line or, or like something where this Falcons offense is like one of the most impressive offenses, and in, in they like they compared it to the greatest show on turf. Um. With the ninety nine Rams, they show it was another. It was another. Uh, some a few other offenses that that were like I was like, man, I ain't know they was compared. You know, as far as putting up numbers and how many points they were scoring per game, I ain't know they was up there with the rest of those. You know, historic teams, those great teams that we witnessed. So yeah, man, I think, and you know, I had Matt Ryan. He was my QB for um, pretty much most of fantasy football. So I already knew what he was capable of doing throughout this season, man. But um, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I don't think no one picked them to. And I think that grab you tweeted us, uh, Kyle, like they was like one percent favored to win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. before the season started. So you know, it's that's that's one thing I do love about NFL compared to the NBA is like you just don't know what's gonna happen in the season. Like, I mean, prime example: Carolina and Denver were the two Super Bowl playing teams, and they didn't even make the playoffs. You never really have that big of a turnaround in the NBA because it's right. like you pretty much know. The, the good teams are pretty much going to stick around unless bar bar ho they have a, a bad injury but mm-hmm. for the most part if you made the eastern conference finals or the finals you're going to be competing for the next few years but nfl is so crazy you can have a nightmare season one year and a dream season the next man or vice versa but yeah man i, I think this is a good job for, for atlanta to put on that clinic they did this past sunday against green bay man and i it's showing how they. I think they're gonna spread them boys out. New England, them, I man. It's like you, if you try to, if you try to coach them, you know, if you try to uh, game plan against them, they're gonna have. They got multiple weapons, man, and guys that can step up. So, and I think with their defense stepped up throughout. The, it's like their defense has gotten better as the season progressed because you know, not granted, I'm not saying they are shut down defense now, but like. Beginning of the season, we was all everyone was questioning the Atlanta Falcons defense. Like mm-hmm. we was like, can they stop a, a varsity football team? Like that's <laughs> man, their defense was, you know, going in starting in September and October. But it seemed like it seemed like as the season progressed, they started believing each other. Boys was playing, they they was hitting. I mean, they was hitting Green Bay. They was knocking, they was they was looking like the Legion of Boom out there at one point. They were just head hunting everyone that was catching the ball, those receivers that was catching the ball. They was getting lit up. So, yeah, I, I'm really impressed with what the Falcons have done this entire season. Just like people, man, it's like they you always don't trust Atlanta or Georgia teams. But, man, uh, they definitely making 
making me a believer and they didn't seem to make FIFA a believer. He was the main one campaigning <laughs> never trust Georgia teams and look what they're doing, man. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome that they, that they can pull off and have this type of season, man. You know, Matt Ryan has a lot of Brady in him. And I, I, I saw this during the press conference. He's CEO-like. Mm-hmm. He's going to say all the right things. He's going to go out there and do his job. He's not going to give you bulletin board materials. He's going to, you know, respect the opponent. He's, you know, he's very, very Brady-like. Like, he's going to be the businessman. And that says a lot because you need a guy that's going to be like that, I think, that's going to be, you know, a leader on, on the team, man. And I think that's going to help them a lot. The one thing that I notice about this team and, yeah, I picked the Packers to win, but I also said that I had a feeling that the Falcons are going to get to the Super Bowl, so take that for what you will. Alternative facts, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I, you know, I, I, I had to switch it up, man. Somebody had to pick somebody different. Um, but nevertheless, man, they're not happy to be there. They're going to win it. And, and 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 that's the biggest difference to me. And that's what Matt Ryan said. It was like, yeah, it's great that we're there, but we're not done. And the Panthers, when you think about them last year, they were just happy to be there. The Falcons are going there with a purpose in mind, and they're going to win it. And the other thing, and this is the last thing, apparently Tom Brady and Matt Ryan talk a lot or often. Mm-hmm. Um. So that says something else to me, man. Tom Brady don't befriend many people. So that shows he has a lot of respect for Matt Ryan, and he knows what to expect. So the Patriots are going to be ready. Yeah, I, I, I agree with I think all three of you made some great points. I think um, first and foremost, man, looking back uh, on the championship game, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I don't think any of us saw this coming. We uh, both – BZ and FIFA and myself, we picked the Falcons um, on last week's podcast and Ken picked the Packers. But if you had told us that if you told us that the Falcons would score 44 points, I don't think we would have been shocked. If you if you would have told us that the Falcons would have scored 44 points and virtually shut out Green Bay for most of three quarters, uh, you know, then that would have been like the shocker. Um because I didn't see it coming. I, I figured we figured that it'd be a shootout in the whole nine. And um, I, I was very impressed with how they played. I was impressed with what they did offensively, but I was even more impressed with what they did defensively. Because keep in mind, as B said, this is a very young Falcon defense. I mean, like they've got guys like Vic Beasley, um, who's a second year player, Keanu Neal, who's a starter uh, at free safety. You know, two rookies. Keanu Neal's a rookie, two rookie linebackers. Um, you know, other and the the quote unquote elder statesman on the on the defense is I think Desmond Trufant, who's out, who's the best is the shutdown corner, and he tore a pectoral muscle, and he's out for the season. So you know they've got a bunch of young guys, and you know the thing was okay. Well, if they can, if this young team can figure it out, Ricardo Allen, the free safety, he's he's in his second year, um, and like B said earlier this season, man, they look bad and you know even at times this year throughout the middle of the season this this team didn't look like you know what it is right now um when i look back at you know and and i i said it probably when we on our kickoff show that i didn't know how far this team could go because they had by all accounts by the nfl statistics they had the toughest schedule um they open up with the buccaneers on the road at the raiders on the road at the Saints, uh, at home against the Panthers, on the road at the Broncos, and on the road at the Seahawks. So that's, I mean, that's your first six games. You know, that's more or less the schedule of a team. That's that's the schedule of a team coming off a 12-4 and four season as opposed to an 8-8 eight and eight season, which the Falcons had last year. So I was very surprised that they got off such a great start. And I think the key game for me when I realized this team could be what they are um, was when they went into Denver. And Matt Ryan offensively and that team. And, and I got to give a lot of credit. And the guy who I was very critical of last year, uh, Kyle Shanahan, called an excellent game. And what he started doing was he was using 
running backs Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman like chess, like pieces of, of like like pieces of a puzzle, and or, or or some type of chess match, like ch- pieces on a chessboard. And the Broncos defense, which we know is a, their defense is hellacious, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't. They were linebackers were getting caught up in space with Tevin Coleman, and he was killing them. And and it went from that point there. And the Falcons just kind of seemed to take off. They had a few bumps in the road as far as, and then they, they they beat uh, Denver in Denver, and then they stayed out west. And then they obviously had the the battle um, against Seattle, a game that they felt they should have won, uh, twenty six to twenty four. Um, but I think this team fought hard all year long, and they never gave up, and they never took their foot off the gas. And I think after their bye week, you know, things just changed and things started to click. Um, you know, they didn't, to be honest, they didn't, they weren't playing world beaters. They beat the Rams to close out the season. They beat the Rams, the 49ers, the Panthers, and the Saints. Uh, those were their last one, two, three, four games. Um, and then they get in the playoffs and they, you know, shred the Seahawks and and obliterate the Packers. I think this team is for real, and I'll, I'll get into my predictions as to why I think they can win. But this has been an incredible season. Uh, much like FIFA, I'm happy as a fan. I'm happy for the city. I'm happy for this team. Um, but I think... Ken, you make an excellent point, and that's something that I really, really paid attention to when the game was over. Um, not just Matt Ryan. I think this has a lot to do with head coach Dan Quinn, who coached uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks or was defensive coordinator of Seattle Seahawks, to a man. And even I saw some some stuff in their locker room that they were happy, but they but it, like if if you, <laughs> I guess I'll put it like this: if you. If you watched the video or you listened to them or saw their body movement with the sound off and you didn't know that they had just won the NFC Championship game, you would have thought that they won a game in October. I mean, like there, there was celebration, but not like, you know, there wasn't nobody popping champagne or anything like that. They were just it's more of a business like approach. And Matt Ryan said it best like, hey, you know, this one feels good. We're going to celebrate it. But, you know, we, we still have work to do. And like Ken said. You know, you look at this team as opposed to last year. Just look at Carolina from last year. You know, this time last year, Carolina was dabbing and the owner was dabbing and everything. I mean, like, that was the thing. Like, it was really about being happy about making it. And, and by no means, you, you should be happy that you make it because every player wants to play in the Super Bowl. But um, I, I like the mindset that they have. And I think we're in for a great game um, in the coming in, – in two more weeks. And as I mentioned – we will talk about it. Uh, we will break it down. We will give our even though, even though FIFO has already given his prediction. We'll get even more from FIFO next week uh, on next week podcast as we uh, will break down the game from Houston Super Bowl Fifty One. Now, before we get out of here, man, another thing to drop this past week was the uh, naming of the All Star teams, uh, the starters for the last for for this coming uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, NBA All-Star Game, which will be taking place in a few weeks. Um, so, yeah, man, over in the East, uh, the starters were Jimmy Butler, uh, <laughs> Giannis, I, think, I don't know, the Greek freak. I don't know, I can't, thank you, man. <laughs> I can never pronounce his name. Uh, LeBron, Kyrie, and, of course, from the Toronto Raptors, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Um, and then over in the West, uh, we had... Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Now, in the West, the obvious omission of the five names that I just mentioned is a little guy by the name of Russell Westbrook. You may have heard of him. He's averaging a triple-double right now. Um, (laughs) B, I'll start right there with you, man. What's your thoughts on the all-star team being named, and well, at least the starters for that matter, and Westbrook? not making the starter. Yeah, man, I think it's, it's a travesty, man. Like, Jesus, this man is doing something that's, that has, that, that we're, that I've never seen, you guys never seen. Mm-hmm. It's something that hasn't happened in 50 years in averaging a triple-double, and he's not named a starter in the in the All-Star game. Like, you know, I get the whole fan vote, get the fans involved, but something has to give, man. Like, you had Zaza to have more votes than DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> you know, those guys. Like, come on. Something has to give. They're they going to have to tweak this fan vote and stuff. You know, they I'm not really. Tweak it, B. It's, uh, not solely, it's not solely on fan voting anymore. 
I know, that's, but but don't they take up like don't they take up like fifty percent and then like everything else is 25, 25, 25 or whatever or something like that? Like, don't fans have more still? It's like a still a, a more yeah, be, be, because because this is an all star game, man. It's just yeah, it's but for the on. fans. No, you gotta have a level of involvement for the fans, man. Yeah, but come on, man, Russell, we're, clearly, hey, he, we him, know him, him and Harden should be the backcourt. Well, they were all for the West. For the but West. here's the thing, though, B. We know that the All-Star game is all a popularity contest. Yes or no? Yeah, because of the fan voting. No, 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 no. Regardless, the All-Star game is all... It's First and foremost, it's always been about the fans, and it's always about the, the most popular players in the NBA. Who's more popular than Steph Curry right now? I mean, LeBron James? More popular? Get out of here. Get out of here. Well, <laughs> LeBron James is popular. What are you talking about? What There's you... nobody more popular right now than Steph Curry. Steph Curry has number one uh, 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 jersey. Steph Curry is the is the guy of the NBA. He is the baby face of the NBA. It's not LeBron. LeBron's the best player. Don't get that confused with the most popular. Yes, LeBron is a top three most popular player, but ain't nobody more popular than Steph Curry right now. Um... Uh, LeBron, man, this is nah, man. He, he, LeBron, man, it's LeBron James. <laughs> uh, he, snatched, not- he snatched that from Le- uh, Steph Curry last this past uh, championship when he came back down three one. Nah. LeBron, LeBron is the most popular, man. Nah, he's not. Not, not if you look at all the metrics, B. You look at all the metrics. Steph Curry is by far the most popular player in the NBA. Hold on, you know, matter of fact, let me, let me, let me look this up, man. Let me see. NBA jersey sales. Let's see. Curry, what Curry is number they one. Get, I saw it earlier. They got to be one and two. Curry no. and the Warriors, yeah. I just saw it earlier. Okay. I, I, yeah, one and two. They're one and two. Steph is number one. Braun is number two. That right there, it just tells you everything that you need to know. Steph Curry is going to start in an all-star game. It just it is he's the two time MVP unit the only unanimous one. This man is hitting three pointers from all over the place. Like kids, look man, this game is about the kids. It's about the the the, the fans. He's the most popular guy. I understand it. Do I agree? So what, with what, what what if, what, if, what if he was averaging uh, fifteen points a game? You already, know that. <laughs> but you but 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 he's not averaging that. He's never gonna average that no, anymore. Like we know well, that. How how did how did Yao Ming get voted over Shaq when and Shaq had those prime years in L.A. Oh, and Shaq, because Shaq, Shaq already said it. Man, he got China behind him, bro. That's what I'm saying. But he's not the true starter. Like he's not I, the best center B, in the league. B, I agree with you, but you have to understand that this is a popularity contest. It's not about the best. If we were making the starting five, of course we're gonna go with who's balling right now. And st- and oh, Russell, I get it. I just think that. I just think it's flawed. I think we need they need to do something and tweak it. That damn man. Flow. I think it's. I think it's fine. You know why I think it's Sorry. fine. So, so what do you think, Vivo? I think it's fine because Russell Westbrook is going to be on the All Star team. Now, if Russell Westbrook ain't make the All Star team, I got a. I got a major problem. I got right. a major problem. But because he's going to be on the All Star team, it's guaranteed he's going to be on the All Star team. I have no problem. Starting doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, and that's the reason why I'm okay with the fans having as much influence as they have. As long as the players that need to be on the squad are on the squad, that's all that matters. Zaza was about to be on the squad, but he's not. On, he's not gonna. He's not even gonna be on the squad. See, like, like that's the point. You got a lot of damn votes, though. So, but he didn't make the he squad. Did. He's not gonna make the squad. Ain't no coach gonna vote him in. But, no the fans, but the fans, but the fans voted him. He got more votes than uh, Demarcus Cousin. I feel wow. you, but but who you think is gonna make the All Star team, Zaza or Demarcus? I mean, if you going by what you want to go by the fans, then, he, then Zaza <laughs> B, gonna what be on. Talking about B, look, they already tweaked the system. It's not just the fan vote anymore. I didn't like right. when it was just the fan vote, but now that you have other influences in terms of the coaching, and I also think the media on with the fan vote. I'm okay with that. That is the tweak you're talking about. Ken, Ken what about you, man? Tweak some more. What, <laughs> Ken, no. what about you? What, what's your take on it, man? How, how do you feel about the voting and our boy Westbrook, man? He's he's got to come off the O. I'm with B, man. This is an outrage. Oh, y'all tripping? Nah, nah. This is an outrage. You can't have a guy averaging a trip. 
triple double not, <laughs> not starting. starting. <laughs> it makes absolutely what? no sense. He's having a, a way better year than than Steph Curry. He has nobody. He well, I won't say nobody. His team. He's not surrounded by Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant. You know, and, and he he has to deal with the leftovers. You know that you know that he has. So, nah, man, so, it, it's, so okay, it's not right. Say, so, so okay, so you wouldn't say that it's impressive that he has all of that talent around him, and he's still putting up twenty eight points a game. And I think he's averaging like thirty points in the month of February or the month of January. Like, come on, man, that that's still impressive. Steph Curry's still balling now. Does it hold? It, it you know what? Like Steph Curry's get like what Steph Curry's doing this season is like shining a light at the sun. And Russell Westbrook is the son. Yeah, it don't really matter. I understand that. But Steph Curry is still more popular than Russell Westbrook. And he's still having a great season. It's not like he's a it's not like he's taking like a, a drastic step backwards. This man is playing with other supremely talented players, and he's still, still the one, the main, one of the main reasons why they're still a great team. Right. Without Steph Curry, they don't ball like the way they hey, ball. Hey, man. FIFO. They, what's up? Who got the most all-star votes this season? This season? Uh, shit, I don't know. LeBron James. That's cool. <laughs> so who's the most popular guy? <laughs> this dude has the most all-star votes. LeBron James. Who got, who got the second? Who got the second? Huh? Who got second? I don't know. I'm looking at, <laughs> hey, if you if you second, you last place. But LeBron James number one. Yo, hey man, I you know I don't have much to add. I'm much like B. I think um, I, I'd like to see a tweak, man. I, I, there's got to be some way that you could put Russell Westbrook. It, yeah, you're right, FIFA. If he didn't make the team then all hell should break loose. But I don't think he should have to come off the bench either, just because of some type of technicality. Um, and ironically, you know, they don't really, they don't, and I think they changed it a couple of years ago where it's not like they're doing, you know, guard, guard, forward, forward center, you know, it's just, I guess the top five, I guess. But, um, but yeah, man, I, 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 I mean, and we, and you know what, to be honest, we're going to, no matter what, we're going to tune in anyway, because it's the world's ultimate playground, pick up Wait, game or whatever. Hold on, um, I, I got something to say to B. Go ahead. So, so, so do you know how many more votes that LeBron got over Steph Curry? How many? Only 50,000. Well, it's still more. He still got the most votes. That's all I'm saying. LeBron number one. LeBron number one. Hey, kid, you see how he went and found the beef found that real quick, too. Um, the place was for the Beans Clyde. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Uh, as we close, man, I want to leave you guys with our final thoughts. Um, once again, as I mentioned at the top, man, thank you and thank you and thank you for supporting us. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and make sure you, that you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash dead end sports. Uh, I will start it off with my closing thought. Um, it, this past week, the uh, baseball writers voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines. Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, so congrats to them for getting in the, in the Major League uh, Hall of Fame. You have to have at least 75% of the votes. Um, and shout out to Trevor Hoffman, who had 74%. So he only missed it by eight votes. Um, so he's almost there. Uh, Vlad Guerrero was at 71%. But the two names that really, really stuck, stood out to me was two guys who did not get in, and that would be uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens finished with 54% of the votes. And Barry Bonds had 53% of the votes. Um, and I think they made a pretty good jump from, I think, some maybe 20% or so uh, in, in the previous years. What that tells me is that these two guys are going to get in. Um, they may get in, by my calculation, probably within the next three to four years if, the, if they continue the trend on the uptick uh, as far as the voting is concerned. And to be honest, I would not have a problem. In fact, I think Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens both deserve to be in, particularly Barry Bonds, because unequivocally, I think Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player that I've ever seen. And I said that before he got on the juice. Um, honestly, I don't care about players who got on steroids. Uh, baseball knew what was going on. They endorsed it. They were cool with it. So if they're OK with it and they were cool with it, I'm fine with it, too. I'm looking forward to the day 
that Barry Bonds gets into the Hall of Fame because that is a speech that you will not want to miss. And that's my closing thought. Ken, you got a closing thought? Yeah, I just want to um, offer my condolences to um, the baseball world, the baseball community. Um, they lost uh, your Dono Ventura in a car accident uh, in the Dominican Republic, um, I think over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday, Sunday, it happened Sunday. He was 25 years old. You know, we, we just remember, uh, I believe he was on that, that world series team, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just a sad occasion, man. And it's, it's tragic that we, you know, that this is happening. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to offer, uh, my condolences to, to his family and to all of those that were near and dear to him. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh, final thought. Man, okay, okay. This is this was a, a freaking argument I was having with one of my boys, uh, Ken. You know him, Mike Rick. Um, this fool said, "Y'all might agree with me. I just disagree." This fool said Tom Brady is the second greatest professional athlete of our time. Hell no. And I was like, "Dude, what are you smoking? You are smoking something." I'm like Serena Williams. I will put Serena Williams over Tom Brady. I will put Floyd Mayweather over him. Barry Bonds, uh, LeBron, LeBron James, um, 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 Kobe Bryant. Dude, he's like, oh, he's playing at this elite level in the NFL at 39 years old. He's playing in this many Super Bowls, this many championship games. Tom Brady under Michael Jordan. Tom Brady is the second greatest professional athlete of our time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you smoking? I know, he, and he gonna listen to this. I'm gonna share this for him. He is out of his mind, and I'm glad it sounds like the rest of y'all agree with me. This oh, no dude question. is out of his mind saying, I love you, Mike, but you out of your mind for saying that Tom Bray is, is the second greatest professional athlete of, of this time, man. And, and uh, also, Serena Williams, just, Serena Williams just won her quarterfinals match in the Australia Open, so shout out to so. Wow. If people don't got nothing, then, you know, Kawhi Leonard, can we start really appreciating the greatness that Kawhi Leonard is developing into um, – He's turned into pretty much what the best two-way player in the NBA. Because no, um, you know, he first, he first came in the league, we all looked at him as a defensive, you know, a defensive juggernaut. But now he is offensively, he has improved year after year after year. And not only he's still improving offensively, he's still playing great defense and still locking fools down. So let's not forget that championship run when they beat Miami. This fool locked up Kevin Durant. And locked up LeBron James back to back series, man. So mm-hmm. let's start appreciating the greatness that we're witnessing and the development of Kawhi Leonard, man. I, I think we really need to start paying more attention and giving him more props. No doubt, no doubt. I, I agree a thousand percent, man. That, that guy, he doesn't say, you know, to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard him talk. <laughs> so he don't say much, but uh, he, he definitely gets it done. Um, that's going to do it for this week, man. Uh, we want to thank you all for checking us out, tuning in, make sure that you pass the word. That's very important to us. Uh, subscribe, 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 and pass the word. Uh, that's going to do it for us. So for Ken, for B, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Thank you for checking out another edition of the dead end sports podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.